1: waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: Connor's doing all the hard work. Say hi to him when you call in today 1-800-636-1067. Getting ready to pick some WNBA All-Stars. Stewie is one of the team captains. wonder if she'll pick Alina Deladon from your Washington Mystics. Yeah, that's right. Summer basketball. Head on down to the sports arena to see good product. I'd have to go when the Las Vegas Aces come to town so I can see my girl Kelsey Plum, my favorite player in the WNBA. Let's talk about basketball right now. And look, I mean, obviously, you know, the... Women in uh, WNBA want charter flights. But here's, here's why they don't have charter flights. And I love the WNBA, so I don't say it to disparage. But here's why. Here's why they don't have charter flights. Because players are cashing in, in the NBA because TV networks pay $700 million just for the right to televise the playoffs. That's right. The NBA total collects $700 million, just over $700 million from the combination of Turner and Disney for the rights to televise their playoff games. So until, until the owners in the WNBA have a TV network that are willing to pay those kind of delicious dollars, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to come up with enough money to allow every team to fly charter right now in the WNBA. Let's talk dollars and cents. Let's talk what has to be jealousy. From players in the NFL, when they watch, when they watch a NBA player who, in in some respects, is not even an All Star or an All NBA player, and they're cashing in at at five, six, seven years and two hundred and six million dollars, we saw a flurry of activity last week. The opening. 24 to 48 hours of NBA free agency. It was insanity what was happening. Of course, we watched our team get torn down bit by bit, step by step, here in Washington. And we can talk about that and your thoughts on what they've done since then at 1-800-636-1067. But let's let's talk let's talk dollars. Let's talk what the NBA is able to do because of the type of money that it brings in, not only, not only just off of its playoff, and, again, if it's $700 million just to televise the playoffs, that means they're getting money to televise regular season. That means we're getting opportunity to get money for merchandise, ticket sales all of that stuff so think about you do you start doing the math in a billion dollar industry and we marvel we always talk about all the money that the NFL makes but where does most of that money go granted rosters are significantly bigger we understand that okay we understand that rosters are bigger than the NFL so we have the ability to pl- to to pay one or two guys significant dollars maybe three on a team but then all of a sudden you got a salary cap you got to worry about you got to be very careful in terms of how you spend your money because you can spend too much and then not have enough of the role players not have enough money dedicated to the offensive line to protect your quarterback and to play those skill guys and all of a sudden your skill guys can't get anything done and it's a different game for your team. You find yourself losing more than you are winning on the NFL side. In the NBA, of course, we only need 17 guys under contract. So when you when you have that, that's fine. But when – I'm trying to pull up the exact dollars here for a couple of guys that really stuck out to me this past week in NBA free agency. If you're a player in the National Football League, you're a player – you know, in another sport, you, you got to be going, man. Why didn't I pick up a basketball? Because we got people cashing in significant contracts, significant dollars, over you know two hundred million dollars for what we consider, you know, kind of average dudes in the league. And and I think that's that's the most fascinating thing to me. And one of the reasons why, obviously, you know, Ted finally said, wait a minute, I keep throwing money into guys. I keep showing my my dedication to my players by paying them top dollar when, they're, when the rules allow them to achieve it. But I'm not getting the return from my players. I'm not getting the success from my players because of my dedication. I, I should expect more you know, in a situation like that. I mean, Steph Curry, $51 million this year. Nikola Jokic, $47 million. What do those two guys have in common over the last couple of years? Oh, they've delivered championships. Championships. Title. Give me a title. Okay? Denver, Denver had never won a title. Had a lot of great players through the years. Going all the way back to Dan Issel, David Thompson, Alex English. They've had dudes. They've had great dudes. Didn't have a good team. Jokic finally... Gets them over the top, he and Mr. Murray, and they deliver a title, and they're set up to win more in a very difficult Western Conference. Joel Embiid, $47 million. He's knocking on the door. LeBron James, $47 million. We know LeBron has been at the, the trophy presentation, the Lawrence O'Brien Trophy, multiple times. And then, number five. Bradley Beal, $46,741,590 this coming season. Paired with John Wall, there was one time where we thought this group was getting over the top. We thought for sure, maybe if they, but they had to go to Boston and win a game seven, bang, couldn't do it. That That was the opportunity right there. That was the one opportunity where we thought, hey, you know what? This group might be, this group might be getting it done. And what happened? Ted... Ted showed loyalty to John Wall, paid John. Ted lo- showed loyalty to Bradley Beal, paid Brad. And he, a, and all he was trying to get was, was production back for the dollars that the NBA says this player qualifies for this money because he was named All-NBA. So where most teams and fans get mad, oh, the, the ownership won't spend money. Ted spent money. Lots of it, lots of it, and just didn't get the return. And finally, finally, give give Monumental Sports a lot of credit. They listened to their customer base. Probably 80% of the fan base was like, could we please start over? Can we do something different? This is not working. So Ted heard his customers and said, you know what? Okay, good customer service is listening to our customers and 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 saying, okay, You're right. It wasn't working this way. We weren't achieving our goals this way. So we're going to try and do it what has helped some other teams come back and become an exciting brand to watch and eventually hope to compete for not only just a playoff spot but to make a run in the playoffs again. It's exciting. The one thing we love about watching the the playoffs in the NBA is each round of the playoffs. I mean, I go back to the Golden State Sacramento series. Just go back to that series and how exciting that was. When you get good teams together and we get playoffs on the line, where it's it's win or go home, it's exciting basketball. You just want to be at this point. If you're Washington, you want to be as good as Sacramento. Let's let, let's get in the conversation. Let's just get in a conversation, okay? Kevin Durant next, forty-six million. Kevin has been an incredible scorer in this league. Obviously, won a championship out there at Golden State. Paul George, been kind of a, a hired gun. He's been the Pete on sports here of late. Acquire Paul George, see if you can get him over the top. Something about that culture in L.A. with the Clippers, though, that prevents that. Don't ask me why, but that's been one of those. I mean, look, you get him and Kawhi Leonard, and granted injuries have been a major factor in terms of those guys' consistency, but Paul George making $45 million. And, you know, we, we, we thought the Clippers – couple years ago, might be getting on the verge of getting there, but they didn't. Then there's Giannis at $45 million. His credentials are impeccable. And then there's Dame time. He's the next chip to fall, okay, trying to force his way to South Beach. And this is the part I don't like about – this is the one area I don't like about this. But when people sign players to – no trade clauses and things of that nature. They have now empowered the player that when you feel, okay, well, we're not winning enough with Dame here. He's still only 33. Let's send him somewhere where he can contribute, hopefully, to a title team. And, and he basically says, uh, okay, call Miami, because everybody wants to live in South Beach. You make $45 million, you can live pretty nice down on South Beach. Kawhi Leonard at $45 million. So So the, the Clippers have two guys – taken up 90 million dollars on their roster the suns have two guys taken up 92 million dollars on their roster warriors at 84 with clay and steph curry jimmy butler whose playoff performance spoke for itself virtually carried that team throughout against denver and then shocker of all shockers Look at, because of the new deals, and this is what we're talking about. Rudy Gobert, of course, already had one. Get paid $41 million. Stiff. Okay? Absolute stiff. Fred Van Vliet, 29 years old, going to make $40 million in the NBA this year. Fred Van Vliet. Is Fred Van Vliet a franchise-changing player? He's about to be the highest-paid player on the Rockets. Did you know that rounding out the top 15 at $40 million, Anthony Davis went healthy. We know what his skills are all about. Zach Levine in Chicago, my God, if they ever got him help, if they could ever get him some significant help in Chicago, tremendous talent. Luca making 40 at age 24. Trey Young's already making $40 million at age 25. Tobias Harris is in the top 20. Tobias Harris, by a few dollars, making more money than Kyrie Irving. Tobias, 31 years old, and not one person, if you asked, and I'm, I'm sure you could ask uh, the most staunch NBA fan, like G from the shop and Ben Conti and my guy, Mook Washington, I'm not even sure they would have guessed that Tobias Harris making $39 million this coming season. Because my guy, one of my favorite guys right now, Devin Booker, oh, he's down there tied for 23rd with Carl Anthony Towns at just $36 million. Devin Booker is better than a gigantic load of dudes listed on this list in front of him. So I say this to bring this point to you. Zion Williamson this year, not even playing. We, We know the drama following him. You know, if I'm Zion, I tell the chick, hey, if you got pictures, you think you got something damaging, go ahead. What the heck? John Morant, thirty four million, gonna be suspended for twenty five games. Brandon Ingram, I think a highly underrated player in the NBA. thirty three million. Jamal Murray, to me, should be making more than thirty three million after his play this year. Michael Porter on that team, thirty three million. Shea Gilgis Alexander, one of the most butchered names in the NBA. Get it right, please. 33 million. Look at all this money that dudes are making yearly in the NBA. Some of them, I mean, look, Rudy Gobert, okay. You, 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 if you want Rudy Gobert, fine. He's not playing on my team. I, I don't need him. Not at all. I mean, Gordon Hayward, all these years, he's 33, he's making 31 million. I mean, Stiff's. I mean, Gordon's all right. I mean, he's been a, a decent player when healthy. Good for the local product. Jeremy Grant cashing into the tune of $27 million this year. Chris Middleton's been broke up a little bit. Age 32, he's going to make $31 million. Jordan Poole here in Washington, going to make $27 million this year. Played well with the Warriors. They, they said, okay, we, we think you could be a piece for the future. They rewarded him. Now he's playing here, $27 million. Jalen Brunson, $26 million. I mean, it's just, I mean, Cameron Johnson, Cameron Johnson's a silly deal that was thrown around. Cam Johnson, not a $24 million player. But the system says you are. I I would take Kyle Kuzma over Cameron Johnson any day of the week, and Kyle's making $2 million less than him this year. Am I wrong there? I mean, everybody laughed at Dylan Brooks. Oh, Dylan Brooks, they're going to laugh him out of the league. No, he cashed in at $21 million a year this year. So the guy that was trying to, be like Draymond Green light going to get paid 21 million dollars to play in Houston this year who went out and spent some money and retooled again it's a significant amount of cash for a lot of players in the league the business model in the NBA is great i heard somebody say on draft night if somebody on twitter i think it was said they thought adam silver's got to be the worst commissioner of all the sports commissioners maybe he doesn't project you know, what you're looking for in terms of announcing draft picks out there. But what Adam Silver projects to me is a great business model. His owners are making money. His players are making money. And it is a filthy amount of money. So to me, Adam Silver, numero uno when it comes to the commissioner game. 1-800-636-1067. Let's talk about it. Stiffs getting paid a lot of money in the NBA. But that's because they built – a tremendous business model, and even here. Let's talk about the situation here where Ted finally was willing to listen to his customer base. He listened to you, many of you that said, hey, we need to start over here. And he listened to you, and they're doing that. 1-800-636-1067. Pete on Sports with you on a Saturday afternoon. We're live and local right here 1067 The Fan and simulcasting on the Team 980.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
2: Hit us on Twitter at Pete Medhurst or also on threads at Pete underscore Medhurst. Might as well take advantage of that, see where it goes. Because at some point, maybe Elon will just charge us for all of Twitter to use it. Catch it up on some of the tweets. My guy, Dogo DC Go Love on Twitter, just G. All's good in the radio sports world, PGP. Great to have you listening this afternoon. It was fun. I was reminiscing with my mother in Ocean City yesterday about Park Naylor Apartments. And that's where we—that's where I lived until I was two years old. We finally moved inland, so to speak, into the suburbs uh, into Anne Arundel County. It's where we've been ever since. So appreciate all of you listening out there on the Odyssey app as well. Just posted the link if you need to click on that if you're heading out and about today on this week let's go out to the phones 1-800-636-1067 you and me 335 chris is in hyattsville what's up christopher
3: what's up pedro um listen i am just as perplexed as you are by these astronomical salaries um and i think you know people have always been sort of blown away by how much athletes get paid but it's really accelerated in the last couple of years to a point that i think is unsustainable and there are a couple reasons why one i think the salaries have been inflated and subsidized by a great deal of speculation and that the owners are really not making annual profits they're speculating on how much they can sell the franchise for eventually
2: right Chris, but wait a minute me, um, all right let me let me stop you right there though let me stop you right there for a minute let, let's hit that point right there because i i've heard this same argument now in a couple of different places <laughs> If that were the case, okay, if that were the case, why wouldn't a lot more owners be trying to turn over their franchise? And also, look at the issues that Artie Moreno just had trying to sell the Angels. He had to back off. Look at what, obviously, the learners have now gone through. There, there is a extenuating circumstance that seems to still be hanging over a potential transaction there. Maybe it's just people don't see... A large profit in baseball right now because you you had people that were lined up chris there were people lined up to buy sports franchises for years and now you have two that they couldn't even make a deal for including a team that had mike trout and shohei otani on it nobody wanted to line up and buy that team
3: but but this is the thing the the salaries are a lagging indicator right they are lagging behind the real actual revenue and value of the franchise so if you, you just let me finish what I'm trying to say. So, and then, then we, we can discuss it like, so what I'm trying to say is the, uh, for the longest time, uh, owners have been willing to deal with, you know, losses or minimum profits because they knew that if they invest, you know, for example, 200, Ted Williams has bought their wizards for $200 million. Uh, he, it's now probably valued at well over $2 billion. Right. So, uh, but the cable networks were helpfully like were funding and subsidizing upwards of 20, 30% of annual revenues for these uh, basketball teams, hockey teams, baseball teams, and so on. Right now, because of cord cutting and because people canceling their cable accounts and the sort of just fractured media market where everybody is dividing up the same pie, but in a million slices, there's no way for these individual organizations to tally and concentrate their revenue. Is you see the same thing that happened with newspapers, with local television, and so on, is now happening to cable, and it's going to extend to and filter into the the teams, excluding the NFL, but the teams that depend on the regional sports networks. And right, but Chris, right why now, then, you see-
2: Wait a minute, Wait a minute. Why then are Apple, Amazon? Why? Why are they lining? They're they're lining up to to buy and get into uh, the sports business. I mean MLS uh, well, for them. MLS, MLS new... put all their put all their stuff on on Apple. They said we we think there's enough people now. I mean, look, there maybe because it's a niche sport, it can get away with it. But I'm telling you, yeah, there's a, there's there's a small amount of people that are cutting the cord because I've also heard a lot of these people go, wait a minute. I cut the cord, and wait a minute! I can't get this. I can't get that. I can't watch Masson. You know what am I? What am I doing? I cut but, the cord, and and now it's it's working against me.
3: But Pete, that's the only thing that's really holding people to right now is live sports. Is really one of the few things that's actually holding people to the cable networks, and the cable companies are desperately clinging on to it. So I, I would say that as that trend continues, and the the, first of all, I mean, look, look at the, well, Diamond. I could, they just finally realized, hey, it's not profitable. It's not does not make business sense to continue to pay these massive rights fees because they're not making the money back. This is going to continue to play out, and ultimately, I, a long way around the uh, the bush to say that this is eventually going to impact player salary. Player salaries have been grossly inflated by the amount of money that regional sports networks and the national companies, you know, have been paying for the television rights fees, but the ratings have not been as good. They're more fractured than ever. And uh, I think it's eventually going to catch up. And there's going to be a huge bubble where all these middling players that you're talking about, that don't really do anything in terms of driving additional revenue or Q rating or whatever you want to call it. They're not; those contracts are not going to be justifiable. I mean, you watch the games; I watch the games. How many mid-season NBA games do you see where there's barely any buddy in the stands, and the local TV ratings are, you know, pathetic? I, the only thing that's holding up. This is the national contract, which is fine, but that is no longer going to be enough to sustain these salaries because the regional contracts are going to be smaller and smaller because it's going to be a subscriber-based streaming model instead of one cable company paying these massive balloon payments.
2: It's going to be a fascinating, Chris. It's always a good point. You're always a perceptive Call Appreciate the discussion. There's, there's always going to be uh, an end game to something. Ironically enough, the one sport, that still is king because there's only 17 tasty morsels of them each and every year. They don't involve the regional sports networks. They don't need them because they've got all the national players begging to have their product. And, of course, now even all of the people on the streaming side that are trying to get involved, as Amazon has, here of late. What, what you have to do is, is think about what do we do? to create more of a demand for our product. We have players that don't want to play some nights over 82 games. And is it eventually worth it to the NBA to look at a smaller game schedule so their players play more, they're not taking this load management stuff, and it creates more of a demand for your product? We don't need to play the Sixers four times in the Eastern Conference. Play them three. Play everybody in your conference three. Still play everybody, you know, from the other conference, one game here, one game there. But create more of a demand for your product. Because there's 82 games in baseball, or excuse me, in basketball, and in hockey, there's 162 games in baseball. And a good portion of those games Monday through Thursday in April, May and early June, when school's out, or when school's still in session, rather, there's nobody at. So those teams have to be losing money on those nights. I'd shorten up the Major League Baseball schedule as well. Create more of a demand for your product. Create more of a want for it. That is eventually how you can sustain your business model. 1-800-636-1067. More of your calls next, right here. Pete on Sports with you until 335, right here. On 1067, the fan, and of course, simulcasting on the Team 980.
1: If your day sounds like.
2: We need the report to ASAP.
1: You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more. Two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the remarkable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crime Report, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Over here.
1: After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's
2: largest 5G network.
1: Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at and t at tmobilecom slash across America.
4: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus
1: days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of
2: Realtors. Daughter's game got canceled today, so our team had practice this morning instead. They pivoted on the fly, Coach Scott making an executive decision. But the family knew I was working. I was taping a show for another market earlier this morning. So they knew I wasn't getting out. So what do they do? They're clutch. They bring home Chipotle for Pedro right in the middle of the show. Love that. 1-800-636-1067. We're almost halfway home here on a Saturday afternoon. You and me up until 335. 335. A lot of you have been asking, let me know when you're on the air, okay? Um, obviously, you know, now being on just the weekends and having to pick up the scraps, um, it's a lot harder for me because of a lot of my obligations with family to, uh, you know, to determine what I'm going to take and what I'm not going to take. Uh, but we have a chance Friday night briefly, 630 to 740 before the Nats. And then next Saturday morning, Next Saturday morning, you and me, 9 to noon, right here on 106.7 The Fans. So a couple more opportunities uh, coming up uh, this week. My daughter's going to be away at camp, so got a little more flexibility. Uh, Next Friday, 6.30 to 7.40. Next Saturday, 9 to noon, right here on 106.7 The Fans. Go back out to the phones. Good to hear this voice, man. Haven't heard from him in a long time. My guy from right here in Anne Arundel County, Junior in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior.
5: St. Pete, how are we doing, brother?
2: Always good to hear from you, pal.
5: I hope you and yours are doing well.
2: Um, oh, we're, we're surviving, my friend. We're surviving.
5: I miss you on a daily basis, as I told you on Twitter. One of my, you are my all, one of my all-time favorites in this area. You're one of the best. Keep, keep up the good work and just keep letting us know when you're on. You got it. Now, listen, as far as the NBA players' salaries go, um, I, I, if they were, I I have a hard time following the logic of the teams are losing money every year. Um, if that were the case, they would just every time these contracts would come up, they would just tell the NBA players you got to take two or three percentage points less to try to get that back into the black. So I, I have a hard time believing that. But as far as the rest of the salaries go, this game is so global, and some of the richest countries in the world play this game, so they love the NBA. They pay all this money overseas to, to put all this money into the NBA. That's why the salaries are so high. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there's a pretty high salary floor that they have to hit in the NBA. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the good. But, again, it's part of a great business model that the NBA has put together. And I assure you, I assure you, there are not many professional sports ownership groups that go into this, and look, ego is everything, sure. They want to win as many games as possible. They want, you know, you know, Ted wants to be Ted wants to be the guy that brings the Lawrence O'Brien trophy back to this city. We haven't seen it since. It's been missing in action since 1978 in this town. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay? But I tr- trust me, there's no way Ted has given the money he gave to John Wall, given the money he gave to Bradley Beal, if at the turnstiles, after all of the, you know, revenue is divvied up in the NBA, if they're losing money. These are these are, these are are men that are, are trying to run a business. And as, yes, again, absolutely. as much as they, and that's as much as they want to business, win, man. they are running a business. So, yes. you know, Ted's not, Ted's not yeah. going to give up $46 million just to give up $46 million.
5: Now, when you have that much money coming in and you have to spend so much money on players' salaries, because I, I want to say it's, Fifty-one forty-nine. if I'm not mistaken. That, I think that's a split, or at least that used to be the split. It's somewhere close around there. And that means a lot of average players are going to get a lot of money, and that makes teams average on just the face of it because there's not as many great players as people think. They hear all this salary and they – Uh, equate it to a great player and it just doesn't work like that. That's why you had three or four teams every single year that has a legitimate shot and that's it. And that's I I wish there was a way to change it. I wish they could figure a way to change this and maybe this second and third tier kind of tax hit that every team has to take maybe changes it down the line. But every year when I'm as a Wizards fan, as you are, as I am, big fans of this team We know we're going into the season where we just hope we can hit that 50 win mark, and that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Let's get to 50 wins. I haven't seen it since 70. Oh, it might have been before '78. Was it '78?
2: Uh, The year after the the year, the year after they won the championship. That following season, they won 54 games and lost to the the Sonics, and lost to the Sonics in the finals. So I just, at
5: that point, I'm at that point now where I just want to see 50 wins yet
2: <laughs> I, I Hey, at this point, uh, junior, I'll take 45.
5: <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Take, my friend, as 42. always, I love hearing you. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. you. And always, uh, always want to listen to you. So just keep making sure you letting us know when you're going to be on brother.
2: Will do pal. Appreciate you next Friday and Saturday. Right. Appreciate you. Junior 1-800-636-1067. Let's go out to my man, Jeff in Vienna. What's up, Jeff?
4: Uh, happy Saturday, Pete. Still chuckling at your screener. Give me the stiff arm after the Nats game the other day.
2: <laughs> you know, Vic is a disgruntled Nationals fan right now. That's why.
4: Oh, uh, he, he was none too happy with me. Call back tomorrow, maybe, type of thing. So, uh,. uh- I'm going to defer to you on the NBA, but I just have—I don't know anything about the NBA. But I have two quick thoughts. So, mm-hmm. huge advantage to only having 15 guys on the roster as opposed to 26 and 53, right? Mm-hmm. No question. And what what percentage is the NBA TV revenue of the NFL TV revenue? It's just a total stone throw off the top of your head.
2: That's a great question. I would have to look. Uh, Junior and I were just talking about the NBA, and I think I think Junior's right. I think those numbers are close, 51 and 49. But I'd have to look up the NFL one. And look again, but there's a reason why the NFL is king, Jeff. You know this, being a Bengals fan, now that your team is relevant again. Okay? You only get 17 opportunities to get it right yep. during the regular season. And if your team doesn't, you're on the outside looking in at the greatest two months that we watch, which is now January and early February, because the regular season now goes into January, and, you know, watching the playoffs, there's still nothing better. As much as I love watching overtime in hockey, and I love watching the NBA playoffs, and I love watching, you know, like a wild card game in Major League Baseball, where it looks like your season is over, and then all of a sudden, you know, a a, a ground ball goes by Trent Grisham in the outfield, and the stadium is electric, and everybody's alive, and all of a sudden... A couple of rounds later, you're winning a world championship. There's still nothing better than the playoffs in the National Football League. And getting to them, because you create such a supply and demand for the product because there's only 17 regular season games, it's still why the NFL is king. And the owners continue to run an amazing ship in the NFL where they're not going to lose money. They're very diligent about who they hand the money to. Your team is going to be in an interesting predicament coming up here in a couple of years. It's been a long time since they've had this type of depth in terms of quality players that they're going to have to pay. They're going to have to make big decisions on in Cincinnati, of course, starting with the franchise quarterback that they have. So uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating turn to watch a, a team that habitually has not necessarily, and maybe one of the reasons why the NFL, you know, put in a floor, Uh, in terms of its spending, because the Bengals were a team that wasn't going to spend an awful lot, and they're going to have to spend money on Joe Burrow. They're going to have to spend money on Jamar Chase. They're going to have to spend money on on other players uh, to remain with the Joneses in the AFC.
4: Yeah, and I appreciate that, and I think uh, also your praise of Adam Silver, but if you were to rank the pro sports unions in service to their employees, uh, you'd have to put NBA at one and NFL at four,
2: right? You might be able to argue NFL at three, but definitely, definitely NBA is one. I don't think there's any question. And baseball's too because yeah. baseball, baseball has, the NBA, even with a cap, has been able to allow their players to flourish and really get rich. Baseball has amazingly avoided the cap for a long time. You know, I know yeah. there's a, quote, tax, you know, that the Dodgers and a couple of other teams pay but for going over, you know, a certain amount of money, but they've still managed to avoid a, a cap. And somebody's going to be able to give Shohei Otani, you know, some obscene money coming up, just
4: obscene Borough Burrow-level money. money. Yeah, Burrow-level money. <laughs> or more. Joe, so. Joe
2: Burrow wishes – he was going to make yeah. what Shohei Ohtani is going to make yeah, over the it, next 10 years. I, I,
4: I think that's true. So, yeah.
2: Well, enjoy your day. Hope uh,
4: the Nats keep staying competitive. Uh, Reds went into a bud saw with uh, Corbin Burns last night. That guy can throw the freaking baseball, I'll tell hey, you. But, hey, I'll tell you um, what.
2: Milwaukee staying afloat with all the pitching injuries they've had. Um, it's going to be an interesting second half if Milwaukee – can stay healthy at all uh, and compete with the Reds because if if Milwaukee can get any semblance of healthy pitching, they're going to have a shot. But uh, that Reds team yeah. in here this past week, man, was just awesome to watch. It was fun baseball, and you know Joey home runs. He's got like eleven hits. I think six of them are home runs now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's been it's been it's been just a lot of fun to watch in person. You know, Charlie, Dave, and I talked about it. You know, on the, one of the post game shows when you. When you read about a team like that, you know, you're seeing them make a move and everything. But until you see them actually in front of your eyes and you watch it unfold underneath of you the way we did this week, it was really something to watch um, with that team. So if they stay healthy, yeah, the all new, the, that youth, they're going to be good.
4: This new schedule, unfortunately, we play Milwaukee nine times between now and the end, including last night, nine. And between now and the end of July, then we don't and play them again the rest of the year. That's, that's it, crazy. and that's I. I hate that. I really, really hate I'm that. With but that. You know, I'm with you on that. You know,
2: with the other
4: the other side of the the other side of the coin on the balance schedule. The O's are playing the A's as much as they play the Yankees, and you just got to live with it. You know,
2: amen to that, my friend. Jeff, appreciate yep. it as always. One 1067 More of your calls next, right here on one zero six seven. The fan, and of course, simulcasting on the team nine eighty. I was just watching a pizza commercial on TV. I was just watching a pizza commercial on TV. (laughs) Local pizza place. Somehow, I'm like, I'm looking at the commercial, and they're showing the two people from behind. I'm like, man, that looks like Doc Walker from behind. Somehow, they shrunk Doc Walker. (laughs) They must have put him on a stool that was four foot tall sitting next to Ryan Kerrigan. And <laughs> Santana Moss is standing there in front of him talking about the pizza. Doc looks like Doc looks like he's like your fifteen year old at the island waiting to get a piece of pizza. That the, the, Kerrigan looks like he's on a stool that makes him look seven foot tall. Doc's on a stool that makes him look five foot tall. <laughs> oh, great to see my guy. The former fourth round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, Richard, Doc Walker, on a TV commercial with Moss and Kerrigan. It kinda it gives you goosebumps, man, because if for those of you that aren't old enough to have experienced Doc as a player and the men that he played with, and the way that they played, the excellence that they brought every week, I, I, I wish I wish you could have seen that every week. Now every now and then you can find games You can find games on on YouTube, one of the greatest games in in Washington history, 82 NFC Championship games, Summerall and Madden, full games available on YouTube. Go watch it. Go watch how Doc and his guys played back in the day. It'll really make you appreciate it. Coming up, we're going to switch to the gridiron at the top of the hour. Let me get Mike in Fredericksburg in here before we hit the breakthrough. Mike, you're up next on 106.7 The Fan. What's up? All right, Mike, you can call back at the top of the hour because I don't want to shortchange anybody here. Mike, of course, down in Fredericksburg, home of the Fred Nats, where it was interesting. They were. I was watching some videotape uh, earlier today on Twitter, uh, That where, and I'm going to take some by at the top of the hour as well. So I'll tell you that, Connor. We'll take her at the top of the hour as well uh, when we talk uh, gridiron coming up here. Um, but they were talking about Elijah Green, who's been playing down there, and obviously a ton of strikeouts were piling up on him and he's, he's been out uh, dealing with an injury and eventually going to get back. Was watching, it. ironically, uh, it was the TV station in Salisbury that, I, I, that interviewed um, you know the Fredericksburg manager, and they were talking about it. So that's a guy in the system right now that you want to keep an eye on in terms of another guy that's supposed to be someone that pays dividends for you down the road. But when you get a young power hitter like that, and you're so keyed up to hit the ball nine miles every time you do it, you know, the strikeouts start to pile up a little bit, and that's one thing he's got to get corrected in his game right now. Hopefully he can get back healthy and and get that corrected and eventually be a significant portion of the rebuild for this team as well. And, you know, it, it, he was a guy that if the Nats wouldn't have taken him in that neighborhood, somebody else was. It's not like the Nats overdrafted him or anything like that. But like with any young power hitter, you've got to – get that hole in the swing fixed right now so he can be much more productive for you uh, later on somewhere down the road. Coming up, we're going to switch to the gridiron. We're getting closer and closer to that day. And what does it mean? Everybody's excited. What happens? What does it mean when, if the owners vote on July 20th to let Josh Harris and his ownership group take over the Washington Commanders? What does it mean? Why are we so excited about July 20th? Not like Josh going to come in and run everybody out, is he? I doubt it. We'll talk about it next right here. You and me at 335 Nats and Rangers at that time right here on 106.7 The Fan. And, of course, simulcasting on the Team 980.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: There's joy in every journey.
3: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we
4: conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Donchich. The
4: step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire.
3: Yes, and even right podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here.